Wait, what the hell, guys? What do you mean we can't game this week? The week after next month is totally out? Why? Why is everyone so busy? Come on! I worked really hard on this adventure, and you all are just about to finish it up? You all are going to gaming conventions? Fine, that's cool. However, next time we game, it'll cost you $45 to register to come play at my house and an additional $2 per game hour. Apparently you guys are willing to pay to play, so I might as well take advantage of it. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Grognards. I'm Dean Geiken. I'm Eric Holly. And I'm Greg Ziegler. And as you know, we are pros at gaming and we're also pros at spending a lot of time at game conventions. And we have to admit, we had recorded this one earlier, but someone walked away with our uh, flash drive that we save all of our uh, programs on and, well... We haven't found it yet, so we're, this is yeah. kind of a redo. Yeah, we, we did it right after GaryCon. So I was thinking about that, and now anytime we don't cover something, we could just claim it was on the lost episode. This could be this could <laughs> yeah. be mythic. Oh yeah, I oh, mean that was that was on the GaryCon. Yeah, wasn't yeah it? like when when we are like famous podcasters, they'll be like, dude, did you hear about the lost episode? Yeah. Hour yeah. And, the hour and a half so I'm, I'm episode. Starting <laughs> that conspiracy theory today. Where we interviewed all kinds yeah. of big wigs. It was, oh, we did so much on that episode. Remember it? Like, yes. it was so awesome. Yeah, we yeah. had Merles and Mercer and Manganello. It was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. All the M's. Yeah, and that was just the first 10 minutes. Yeah, right. Oh, and so many episode. more. And it was an hour and a half long of greatness. Yeah. Yes. Audio, audio gold. Damn yeah, I, I think you can still find it in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> with vinyl. a really weird cover. Yeah, it's like an underground podcast network. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where it ended up, I think. Well, needless to say, this is going to be our replacement for it, and it's going to be kind of an entire um, show of games people play, essentially, because that's all we did was play games at these cons, right? Yeah. I Mostly. Mean, yeah, and talk about cons. And talk about cons. So let's talk about GaryCon and the stuff that we did at GaryCon. GaryCon was, what was it, March? Uh, let me look it's at been my a while. schedule here. I have <laughs> it was March 7th through March 13th. March 7th through the 13th. Well, 7th up through in, the 10th, but oh. Greg might have stayed three extra days. <laughs> Why is my sheet here say 13th? I have no idea. That uh, would be a long convention. I would yes, say it, I stayed and had a really good time, except I drove with you, so... That's Ooh. right. I was still living it for days afterwards, though. <laughs> yeah. What you are you saying that driving with Eric is not fun? No, I have decent time. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, you know, we are of similar mindsets when we load up the car, and the first thing both of us say is, "How much beer can we fit on the way back?" <laughs> How yeah, much we did defin- you bring back? Three cases. Three cases. I brought. Yeah, we back had two. we had a third person going with us, our friend uh, David, mm-hmm. and um, Greg nearly like creamed himself excuse excuse the phrase <laughs> you know greg is in the space flight and we get in the car and uh dave is retired and greg's like so dave what do you do he's like i'm retired he's like well what did you do he's like oh i was a rocket scientist at nasa oh and i bet greg was all a quiver oh, in the back God. oh yeah the next two hours they talked <laughs> it wasn't quite that long because i consciously stopped talking about it at one point because i realized you were searching the <laughs> passenger compartment for weapons yeah like i'm no dummy but they were talking about stuff that I have never heard of, like these projects that were canceled. You yeah, know, I know the projects we actually did. I don't know the pro- – well, I know some of the projects yeah. we canceled. But. Did you ask him about Area 51 or anything like that? No, I don't ask him about real stuff. You know, it's, <laughs> so, you know, so solid – so hypergolic fuels, is that something that you support or are you more of a uh, cryogenic fuel guy? That kind of thing. Yeah. So, Just yeah. uh, <laughs> there is a rumor that the lost episode –
episode is in Area 51. So. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my good son point. definitely would Gosh, have, I wish we had not lost that yeah, flashlight. Had a good time on that. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll but that was the ride together. up and the ride back. But let's talk about what we did at GaryCon, not what we did before or after. Yeah, so... Uh, you went up on Thursday. I went up on Friday. Went up. I, I did play some Adventures League, had a had a better experience, especially with the Tier 4. I did the Tier 4 Epic after telling me I wouldn't, um, which is Tier 4, 17 to 20. And do you um, regret it? No, it was actually a really well-designed Epic uh, this time. Uh, the players I was at were very much into let's have fun. Uh, what level character were you playing? Uh he was 19 or 18 then. So what are you facing at 19th level? <laughs> well, this was a weird epic uh, because... Was it the Thursday night when it was the same one I was in? You were just doing tier four? It was a tavern one. But, yeah. Um, it actually was sort of a weird epic because uh, the adventure was the same for all the tiers. There wasn't a lot of combat. It was more doing sort of puzzle and skill-based stuff. So it didn't and, really matter. Inter- interacting what with were. the weird NPCs. Yeah, there was, there was some, but um, for a multi-table event, it was a, it was a well designed adventure because there was more things than you could ever possibly do, so you had to rely on other tables to get some of it done, and you would mm. do some, and there wasn't that pressure to I need to f- go from A to Z and and you know get it done or I'm going to help everybody fail. It was whatever I do is going to going to help the ultimate goal. Was uh, I don't know about what you guys did because I was I don't think we played anything together except Greg and I did one yeah, game. Yeah. Was it all Adventure League for you? No, no, no. I made a point of playing old school games this Gary Con. Mm-hmm. So I played the fastest Star Trek, which um, there are some serious Star Trek nerds out there and I don't even hold a candle to them. <laughs> um, I did uh, Star Frontiers, which does not age well when, you're, when your communicator is the size of a walkie-talkie. Yeah, I had a good time with that. The 1980s uh, cell phone? Yes. Yeah, that was one of the things Eric and I did together. And uh, that was super well run and the, it was the same guy that ran the Star Trek. Yes. So he's their go-to sci-fi retro yeah, guy. Yeah, apparently. And uh, I, I think he, he knows his games pretty well. He does. And I, I think it, it uh, I had a good time at although, it. Although the funny part in the Star Frontiers when it was late. We had been gaming already for a long time. It was, Greg, about, it was about 11, I think. Greg was nodding off. Oh, you fell asleep at a game? Okay. So he was sort of, he had his head down, his eyes were closed. And we're, talk, we're talking with an NPC trying to get information. And Greg wakes up and goes, I shoot him with my needle rifle. <laughs> I attacked the darkness. He deserved it. He deserved it. And we're and, like, uh, we're not in combat. Like, he did not deserve it. There's nothing. What were you, th- well, what were you dreaming at that well, point? Well, one thing, my character was a sniper. So I had been sitting there for three hours <laughs> waiting to shoot someone. I mean, but, I had gotten to shoot one other creature, but everybody else shot it too. Okay, but were you in kind of that half-waking, half-dream No, I state? was. I, yeah, I was never totally asleep. I was okay. listening to what was going on, and I heard the guy talking, and he was just like, you know, we must we must eradicate the infestation. And, and you I'm said, like, screw this guy. Kill him. <laughs> and everybody was like, no, no, we need him to get ourselves out of here. Oh, man. Um, to be fair, I part of the reason I had maybe nodded off is I had had quite a lot of beer. Uh, in the hours preceding that particular run, and we'll get into that. Yeah, we should talk bit. about the beer at some point, too, that yeah. you and I were partaking of. Um, speaking <sighs> of old school games, yep. th- that was your old school game, I got to play Dungeon with Dave McGarry, yeah, yeah, which was previously. really pretty cool because he brought the original board out and he gave a little history of it, and, and then I've never played the game, and I thought it was quite a bit of fun, and I did not realize that it had so many different... Uh, printings in its long life. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I attended that a year or two ago, and 
and I forgot my copy to get them signed this year. I got to bring it next year. I guess. Yeah, and you even bought it at the local game yeah. convention and didn't bring it. Another convention. Another yeah, I, convention. I, I did walk by and I saw Dean playing, and they, they everybody was having a really good time at the table. And I saw that board. That was that was really cool. It uh, and that it's still exists yeah. as a playable item is, is pretty pretty sweet. It was his sister, I think, who said, you know, you got to stop carrying that around in a paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, his sister's the one who decorated it originally, yes. too. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing I did was I attended a bunch of seminars. Well, uh, how do you feel about those seminars? I've attended seminars in the past, and boy, it's hit or miss for me sometimes. You know, this is a, a bigger con issue because I've been struggling with this. I like playing D&D. And I enjoy Adventures mm-hmm. League, right? Because you can your characters are portable. But a lot of times I could, you know, you can play it at almost every convention. So do I want to use the convention to play the game I'm currently playing and enjoying, or do I want to use the convention to play games that I don't normally get to play, or do I want to use the convention to attend seminars and sort of like fill my brain with information? And talk to people I might not otherwise have the chance to talk to. I've already figured that out for myself, but what do you? What have you come up with? I'm, I'm trying to strike a balance. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the, the route, I, which is what I did this year at Gary Con, and it worked. Yeah. Well, and you don't play nearly as much at home. When you're here in town, you're game mastering the majority of the time, at least yeah, my Yeah, I mean, I run every week, you know, at the, the game store, and then I run two home games. So I don't play at non-conventions. So I only really play at conventions. Right. Well, for me, I play games that I can't normally play in my home gaming group or in general. So that's for me. It's all about playing games I can't play. The seminars are kind of like icing, but man, the topic has got to be interesting for me to sign up and yeah. take the time away from the gaming table. There was one that was uh, Fans of Greyhawk. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, and are, I was in on that one, too. Just like there are some Star Trek people, <laughs> uh, I am totally not even close to them. There are some serious Greyhawk people out there, and they have a... Uh, GreyhawkOnline.com website that has tons of resources. That was a good seminar just to hear about the resources that are out well, there. And we had people who were writing original material for Greyhawk yeah. back in the day. So that was uh, – that I, f- I found that really interesting. And I'm not nearly, you know, as ensconced in Greyhawk as you are. But yeah. I – you know, you've you've got me. I'm part of the Greyhawk cult now because that's the <laughs> only – that's the only non-Adventures League world I've ever played in. Yeah. So uh, – and, and, and Anna Meyer was there, who does the Greyhawk maps oh, online, she is awesome. and her maps are like professional quality, no exaggeration, top notch, and she offers them for free. So it's cool to meet her. Did yeah, you guys- she, she's super nice, and yeah, what she's actually done, she's a professional cartographer, I guess, and yeah, now she, she started. Yeah. And yeah, she has created uh, uh, beautiful, downloadable, and printable maps of Greyhawk, and apparently also Westeros. Yeah, and if you if you're looking, she has a Patreon, uh, and Meyer is M E Y E R. Um, we'll, we'll throw up a link or something. Yeah, when we um, do this because yeah, she she deserves super anything nice she person. Gets. Yeah. yeah. Did you have any seminars that you wanted to say? Oh gosh, I really wish I had not you know, ha- attended this one. I went to the adventure, the group adventure design <laughs> with Satine Phoenix, just because I don't, oh, I still am struggling to understand <laughs> Satine's allure. Um, <laughs> The and she was there with some other guy. I have no idea who he is, both mm-hmm. younger. Uh, what was it? Like you were all working together to build a world? To is build an it, adventure. And to build an adventure. an adventure. And what, build adventure by committee? Was, That's a bunch yeah. of crap. Well, well was, they, had more like, geared towards they had people like who didn't veto know what they were power. Doing? I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm all that, but I could have done a better <laughs> job with the seminar. Um, 
It was an okay. He's nothing if not humble, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, we, I, I'm, I'm You know, the advantage of the group is the creativity. You know, you're essentially doing a huge brainstorm session. Right. The problem they had was Satine and her, her friend did not have a good grasp of the aspects of good storytelling and uh, the flow of the adventure. So you really want to have – it's like a story – in how you design an adventure where you have some conflict, some resolution, some conflict, some resolution, some conflict, and a climax, right? You, you want it to gradually build. You want little victories in there. You want little setbacks in there. And you really need to be mindful of that to do a successful adventure. They just sort of did a generic mm. adventure, which works. I mean, it's just that if you're purporting that we're going to have a seminar on this, I would expect you come in with a professional level knowledge of your seminar topic yeah yeah good point Instead of kit bashing at on site yeah i mean yeah. so um let's talk about the con itself um i had great experience with wonderful gms did you guys have any good or bad experiences gm wise um one of the adventure league gms <laughs> and i don't like to bash gms because you know they're put they're giving up their time go ahead and give the salt and then we'll put the sugar on later yeah so yeah. this guy had a speech impediment which again i'm not going to hold that against anybody that's that's fine the problem is that i have a hearing impediment <laughs> oh no <laughs> so between and and his speech he had like a stutter but it wasn't really a stutter he would drop out portions of words so it sounded like a radio with really bad reception mm-hmm and then he also covered his mouth when he spoke. He put his hand in front really? of his mouth. It, I, I, it was probably, you know. Did a, he also have a DM screen or anything? He did. Yes. Oh, and, and he would frequently put his head down. Okay, so. And all and, of his roles were behind again, the screen. None of that is really his fault, but I couldn't understand a word he said. Huh. Um, on top of it, and all that I might be able to forgive because the guy's trying, right? I'm not going to follow anybody for he, trying. He ran something but, every session the entire weekend. But. He had poor rules knowledge, and he had that adversarial GM relationship. He definitely mm. had an adversarial GM relationship. Was he out to kill you guys? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, really? He wanted, yes. and he was. What he possesses was somebody rules. to want to do that at a convention when people are coming to pay You're to play to have GM. some fun? I mean, some people think that's how the game is played. Well, uh, Eric had one session with this guy, but um, I had uh, two with him this weekend, and we've brought up my crazy. Killed by Squirrel story. Mm-hmm. That was him. This is my killed by killed by squirrels DM. Wow. And, uh, and if people forget, he wanted to kill Greg's character because another character had attacked the pack of squirrels and had a, a roll to one. Well, there's no critical failures in, in Adventures League, and even if there are critical failures, you're not going to use a critical failure to kill another character. He was like, "Oh, that that shot hits you instead of the squirrels. Wow. You're dead." I yeah. did not Which realize that. Really. Totally, and jeez. And, I, you know, I don't want to feel – I'm not angry about this guy. I feel like yeah. I, somebody needs to sit down with him. There needs to be like a, a, a GM workshop. Like, okay. He needs an intervention. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, yeah the nice the thing about it was is I uh, – during the epic, there was a guy at my table who was – he's also a DM at the con. He was at the table when I was killed by the squirrels. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, I remember you. That dude killed you by the squirrels. That was messed up. And I just that was when I got a chance. Like, oh, yeah, you were the dude that saved me. Thank you for setting him straight. And, and that was the <laughs> first game. But it was – it yeah. vastly improved from there. Every yeah. other game I had, top-notch GMs. Yeah. I only had one slightly bad experience with the GM, and it was a miniatures game where the GM, I don't think, gave us enough information about what the game – had to offer in terms of the units it was miniature based so it was dragons against panzer tanks 
And you Which would, is cool. It is very cool. It was a lot of fun. But there were some issues with it towards the, well, I would say the middle of the game where we thought we had defeated certain tanks or vehicles. And then all of a sudden he says, well, they've got this and they can do that still. And we're like, wait, it's like upside down and burning. How does that happen? And it was just a lack of information that we had from the D, uh, from the GM, yeah. not a DM. There I am falling yeah. back into my... Yeah, the dragons are fine, but an upside-down tank shooting is totally unrealistic. Yeah, so <laughs> it maybe wasn't quite that yeah. bad, but yeah. towards the end, uh, the, yeah. my team, we were like, um, it is when hard. is this over? It's hard to run a game like that at a convention. Yeah. I, it really... Uh, the, I played a miniatures game. It was Rourke's Drift. Or Orcs Drift, which was Rourke's Drift with British soldiers and orcs. Mm -hmm. But the guy had run it for like 15 years straight. So it was highly polished, highly yeah. balanced. He did a good, and that's the way to do it. Just, right. just get your game down. The guy knew all of the rules and everything that was there. It's just that he didn't let us know them or what the unit capabilities were. It was like, you know. All of a sudden, it can do this. Oh, that would have been nice to know before we attacked it. <laughs> yeah, you can never lose with a good pun either, so that was nice yeah. to know that. But we also, I'm assuming that all three of us had more than our share of great GMs, right? Yes, I had some really excellent GMs. Um, um, I had one that was, I followed around. I kind of creeped on her in terms of finding out what game she ran. Weekend Stalker. Yeah, yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Her name is Nancy Hutchins, and it was a lot of fun. Um, she ran the Are You Mental game, and... Greg, you and I have to talk just a little bit about the, uh, the I hate to call it a LARP game, but yeah. I guess well, it was. Yeah, I, well, I was going to say, I saw you guys uh, uh, at the Are You Mental. I was at the table right next door, um, and uh, you all were having a really good time. You were also standing on the furniture and yelling a lot, uh, <laughs> making it real, sometimes really hard for us to play our game. Sorry. But, uh, I was actually in a really cool game, and I, I wished I'd had the uh, Game Master's name in front of me here. But uh, it was my game was super cool, and the, the guy did a great job running it, and he had run it multiple times. And, um, was that the game that was running at the same time as Are You Mentioned? Yeah, it was, it, was the, it was the one that was running at exactly the same time. Um, it was called Amnesiacs United. And essentially the player characters, when you start up, he goes, you wake up, you don't know who you are, you don't know where you are, go. That's kind of what the Are You Mental and, is yeah. kind of like. It's like you're in an, uh, an insane asylum yeah. and you're trying to not and, go sane. He was very well polished at it, too. You'd say something like, okay, so what am I wearing? And then he would uh, look at you and go, I don't know. What are you wearing? Uh, well, I, I need to go through the door. Uh, how big is the door? I don't know. How big do you think the door is? Uh, so he, every, he, he almost, he answered like almost a cop every out, a GM it cop out is. to me. Yeah. And, then, and then he, and then you would say something and he would go, yeah, or no, that's not it exactly. And he, he kind of, you had to kind of figure you had to, you had to ask a lot of questions mm. because he, he kind of made you work for everything, but not in an unpleasant sort of way. And, and it actually, it turned out really cool. He said the, there's a lot of different paths and we took, you know, one of the ones and every adventure people ask questions that have never been asked before. And I was in it with, uh, three other people and it, uh, it turned out really good that was a good time and it looks like you guys were having a heck of a good time too i know your uh your uh are you mental game fills up quickly because i was on the wait list yeah i think there was well both of you i saw on the wait list but there was about four or five other people on that wait list and it was a lot of fun um i don't regret it for one second though i i think i probably had more fun at my game uh i would in, have to say all over yeah yeah the the are you mental game is fun i'm glad i played it once i might play it again but uh you've got to have the right as with any game you've got to have the right table uh group of people at the table yeah i had some good role players yeah 
Um, but before that, <laughs> probably the hardest working GM at Gary Con. <laughs> at Gary Con, uh, Tim Nepple, aka Tim the Enchanter. Yeah, he did wear the uh, Tim the Enchanter uh, hat the entire con. He sort of looked like Tim. He kind of does. does. Yeah. 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 So do you a bit. Oh, I had that hat. (laughs) That one Gary Con, I borrowed it. Yeah, last last year, uh, after the end of the epic, we had the dude with the hats. I can't find that that particular. Well, we had the, uh, we found it, but it's on the lost episode. We found the link for it. It's it's also the lost hat. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, Tim. Yeah, Tim. He ran a homage to Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where we went around and did small little sippets, uh, snippets and kind of. What was it called? Uh, mounting pitons to hold the grill. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mounting it was sort pe- of like a quasi LARP. Yes, it was. But unfortunately, only two people showed up, and that was Greg and I out of six. And so we had to take on all the parts in addition to Tim. And yeah. then we started recruiting people who were standing around in the hallway doing nothing. That got to be kind of fun after a while when you were just standing there and you'd go, hey, you, are you doing anything? And they'd be like, uh, no, they'd, what? Hey, come over here. Here, read this. Come read this. And uh, after after a couple of sessions, we got pretty good about yeah. forcing people to play with us. But and you Tim. guys had a lot of beer. Oh, yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, Tim had... Um, There's a cup system at the convention. And Tim had a couple of those cups, and he's like, I'm not drinking them. Yeah. <laughs> so he gave us his cups. Dean, and Dean, I saw, Dean I never saw won you guys to, afterwards, yeah. and you could tell you had had a lot of beer. Yeah, <laughs> Dean is never one to turn down uh, a free anything, anything especially right. a beverage. And yeah. uh, they there's a happy hour in the middle of the day where they will refill the cup and uh, we as much as you it want. A lot, didn't we? It, it, it was helpful <laughs> that the LARP kept passing by the table where they served the beer. So yeah, between the two of us, we had six or eight of them by the time oh, the thing gosh. was over. Yeah, with. So, we had yeah. A lot. And thank you. Tim. It had been hours since we had eaten. So, so it was a good time. <laughs> there was one other game I want to talk about from Gary Khan. Greg has a theory about Call of Cthulhu. And it's that you want to play with seasoned, i.e. older players. <laughs> okay, don't ever well, play well, Call of Cthulhu. You mean older as in like age-wise? Age-wise, yeah. It, right. it's younger, younger people, especially now, they, um, they um, are used to playing Adventures League or 5e or something like that, which is... You know, very forgiving, very and very linear and very hit the creature, take their gold, move on. And uh, that is not how you play Cthulhu. Okay, so this Cthulhu event I played was a multi-table event, which was sort of cool. It is the and by the way, it is the most amazing event. It is is. called the Cult of Chaos, Gatsby and the Great Race. I know they run it at other cons, and if anybody has a chance, for the love of God, sign up. And I will try. I will do that. Try not to give spoilers, but there's a couple details I need to include to make this complete. So I sit down at a table. It's all dudes. Probably the youngest was in his 30s. Okay. Yeah. my, My same with my table. Okay. I sit down. We start the adventure. We're we're doing stuff. We're sort of figuring out what's going on. We're noticing stuff. We're starting to sort of get suspicious. At that point, we're probably 45 minutes, an hour in. And this is a six-hour session. I wow. S- I switch tables. I move to a table, the oldest person of which was probably 24. Total friggin' chaos. There are like... People with stuff stuck in their faces, like tentacles coming out, stuff written in blood on the walls. Yeah, player characters like, having sex. Like, it's just, oh, yeah. Yeah, Greg's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was night and day. Same adventure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why did you switch tables? That it part was part of the, of the mechanic. Okay. It was part of the mechanic of the game. It, that, that game is 
run like a well-oiled machine. Say it have. again, Greg. What is it? It's called, um, let me let me read her up here. It is called Cult of Chaos, Gatsby and the Great Race. Hmm. Um, I know they, another. Uh, the, they run the, like eight or 12 tables. Yeah. Uh, 30 people play. And there are six, six people table. per table, so there's five tables. Oh, five. They do, they don't see each other. The tables do not see each other, and they have a guy outside with like a board, and they they use text messages. Yeah, don't go into too much. Yeah. Detail. Okay. Well, so real quick, mechanic um, how they run because you spo- sort of spoiled it for me when you were talking about it because Greg did it two years. ago. I did it last year, but I and then he told me too much. I mean, yeah. I still had a good time. Is but. it a game that somebody with a silver level badge can get into easily? Yeah, I was able to get it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we I, okay. I I I played it twice, which is not really something you should do, but I'm good enough he's at a cheater. I am I am good enough at not uh well, we, all, we all still died, so it didn't matter. Okay. Yeah. As you oh, know, yeah. as you know, I mean if you're a silver level bad at GaryCon, you are waiting for the rest of the other people who are what is it, uh uh, gold and the platinum, gold and platinum, yeah. To get in, and sometimes some of these popular games fill up very quickly, and I'm assuming that's a popular one. Well, they have enough seats, though. I okay, mean, it's yeah, not it's, a single it's, table it's because there's right. so many people in it. Not like the Traveler game that I couldn't get into mm-hmm, my first yeah. pick. Click. Uh, oh, and uh, hotel reservations are already open for the next Gary Con. Yes, I've already got mine, and I was surprised at how relatively inexpensive it was. Did you get on site? Are you on site? Oh, so yeah. did I. I actually logged into the. Uh, the site five minutes early. Me too. And I was able to get it. Yeah, I was like, whoa, okay, so, that's cool. That would so never happen. So if you listen to our podcast, that's your little trick there. Mm-hmm. Try five minutes yeah. early. I may not keep my reservation because I have some friends who live just well, that close. Don't get rid of it. Because, no, 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 I won't. We have a larger and larger crowd every year going up. Right. So. so what was your favorite thing about the convention? What was your the highlight for you? Both of you. Was there one? I, I don't know. I mean, GaryCon <laughs> is my favorite convention. There's, I'll have to say it's quickly becoming mine um, because it's just so cool and relaxed. And, and not that we're fun. industry insiders. Ex- <laughs> yeah. Well, but if you w- listen to the last episode, you would, it would right. be clear that we are very powerful we have, within the RPG. Yeah, way more than sphere, even we yeah. know. Uh, but it... You know, I was able to say hi to Luke, Luke Gygax, mm-hmm. who we've yep. done an interview we got with. To, got to shake his hand, uh, get a selfie. There's... All these people whose names I know who I've never met. And it's nice to just be able to put a name to a face and, and say, hey, hi, and, and usually thank you for, for what you've done. Right. You know, um, and gaming, I start, you know, I've been doing a lot of conventions, which we're going to talk about. Uh, you start to see some of the same people. So yes. it's sort of nice to say, like, hey, how you doing? And, and this happened this year. Sit down at a table. Someone's like, I think I played with you last year at Gary Cod. Yeah, like, that, yeah, that happened to me a bunch. And I don't go to a lot of conventions yeah. like you do. But I last year, I, I, I counted six times over the weekend. Somebody goes, hey, were you at Game Hole Con here a couple weeks ago? And I'm like, no, but I was here last year. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah we, we played last year. That was cool. Yeah, don't ever grow a bushy beard because if you do, you will look like half Everybody of the game yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've had that same experience in of all places, Gen Con, which is it's kind of a crapshoot to think that uh, you're going to be playing a, a game with people that you've played with before. Run into anybody you know. Yeah, exactly. So that's happening to me. And that's one of the great things about Gary Con is it's just so much fun. It's nice and relaxed. It's very well run, very well organized. Did you uh, have any... Uh Famous people encounters, or uh, I and did. What your, and what was your favorite uh, thing you did? As Actually, well? my favorite thing was the uh, demo game that Steve Jackson ran for um, some of his new kickstarting. Well, he's not. 
he's kickstarting them, but he's kind of republishing a lot of his yeah. old box games. Yep. And he had an invite only for those Kickstarter backers who were at the 200 level or above. And you could show up even if you weren't invited. And I showed up at his table, and it was him and one other dude. Matter of fact, it was the guy who ran your um, the game you were just talking about. Oh, the Amnesia the, game. Oh, the Amnesia game. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I really like that guy. Yeah. He, he's, uh, uh, he's good. So we played a game, and it was just happened to be the one game that I'm really excited about that he's republishing and reprinting. It's called Melee. And so we got to play with Steve Jackson. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So let's, um, let's. Well, I was going to say I, my favorite thing. I can throw that in there. And my only time. I do not know who people are. I don't spend a lot of time on YouTube. I am not familiar with the greats of D and D. I discovered a lot of them at the uh, at the panels I went to with Eric. But the best thing I played the entire time there was um, uh, Kids on Bikes which uh, is a Stranger Things-derived game, and I really enjoyed that. And that was the very first thing I did, and I plunked down there, and it was run by uh, Janelle Jacques, yes. who is somebody yep. who's been uh, involved in the D&D uh, and gaming world since the late 70s or yeah. Yeah. really early 80s, and I had no idea who she was. And uh, that that was the most fun I had in the entire thing. I could have played that all afternoon. Uh, it's a really fun game system. I'd never played it before, so that's why I wanted to play. That's kind of becoming more my thing at the cons as a way to try out games you never did. Um, yeah, I also played uh, Fantasy Flight game Star Wars, which I'd never played. And uh, hopefully I will never be uh, burdened by playing that game system again. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's a good, good thing about cons. <laughs> yeah. You're only sacrificing four hours. You're not committing right. to a campaign. Yeah, because it wasn't you know, 100 bucks to a game system. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't the Game Master, and it wasn't that. I just, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with my West End because it's so much better. Um, but that was my, uh, my weird... My weird close encounter with the famous folks is we're sitting there playing um, uh, kids on bikes, uh, which you spend a bunch of time world building on that. And normally in a game, if you spend 45 minutes creating characters and doing backgrounds and stuff, you think, oh, God, we wasted half of our session doing all this. That was almost the most fun part was doing the backgrounds on the characters. And a lot of it has to do with the game system. And then a lot of it had to do with Janelle uh, being really good at run it. Hour, hour into us sitting there, these people in matching outfits start pouring into the table next to us and gaming uh, royalty yeah and here comes um joe manganello and um that they all have the death saves they had their death save stuff his charity and they're matching uh they're they're matching coffee mugs and um uh was mike morales was running it and uh they uh yeah they they were having a good time people were pretty respectful to not bother them or interrupt them during it even though every 15 minutes or so somebody came by and took a picture of them playing um but uh and they had really good table side service yeah <laughs> really good table side service well uh, someday we'll but, be uh, there we yeah. will be there Greg. Uh, don't worry yeah i hope so so let's talk about other conventions well one thing i decided at gary con i need to start running something at gary con, okay and i have settled on two games i'm gonna run one is I'm going to run a Traveler because I couldn't get into Traveler. So I'm going to run a classic Traveler. And the other one is I'm going to run uh, Car Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right? Because uh, Steve Jackson's yep. re-releasing Car Wars. So I'm going to run a Car Wars. Uh, when I was in college, my friend uh, Eric Keene, he had designed a 3D parking garage out of foam board and uh, put a grid on it. And we used to f- battle in that. So I think I'm going to recreate that. Um uh, so, but I'm yeah. also running at a convention coming up, the module I wrote, 
And uh, I had a little project that we'll post pictures of, but I wanted to share it here. Greg's already seen it. Will this be the inaugural? It uh, will be. It will be. Session. uh, Yeah, with with the the Kickstarter, the uh, Car Wars is coming back too. So yeah, it'll be be more popular next year. Yeah. Yeah. So in Adventures League, they have a rule that every character starts with a healing potion, uh, and healing potions heal for two d four plus two, and if you don't use it by the end of the adventure, you it goes back, right? You don't keep it. It's just sort of a temporary, you can use it during the adventure, and if you don't use it, it goes away. So as a representation of the healing potion, he's got I had a little project, and I made little healing potions for my players. There's a little epoxy uh, bottle with 2D4 stuck in it. And you shake it, and that's what you get. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They turned out nice. So we'll take a picture of that. So that was... Uh, one thing that I was doing. But then um, I also went to HoosierCon. What a great convention. Okay, so uh, I played all Adventures League at HoosierCon just because I I, I didn't want to put a lot of... uh, This is a crazy time of year for conventions for some reason. Um, And the play was good. Had a good time with that. Uh, But there was one thing I discovered at HoosierCon which was surprising to me. have you ever heard of a group called Barfleet? I can't say I have. Okay. I don't think so. Me neither. Now, we have been around in gaming for years, going on 40 years, right? Apparently, this group's been around for 35 years. What? They describe themselves as a drink, a drinking club with a science fiction problem. Oh, how do we sign up? <laughs> yeah, okay. say, I, I think we found our people. Oh my <laughs> god, can my, they throw a party? Really? Oh my god! I, I heard. So, about, what was the party about? Well, how, tell us. Come on, it, who wants to hear about games? I want to hear about this it party. It is literally a drinking club with a science fiction problem. So. <laughs> So the party's free, right? You get invited. And they have a loosely organized structure where you have starships, like Indianapolis has a ship, and Chicago has a ship, and each ship has a captain, and you have crew, and there's ranks. And I don't know if they do charity fundraising Hmm. or not. I think that's what they mainly focus on is they're organized to kind of help charities out. Maybe. I don't know. They seem (laughs) to be a lot into drinking. The first night I was there, I... Got in the elevator, and this woman who was totally trashed, um, younger younger woman, uh, was being escorted back to her room. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So the next night, I went to the Barfleet party, and I saw her. And I was like, yeah, I met you last night in the elevator. You probably don't remember that. <laughs> and she said, nice. how drunk was I? Wow. So um, it on reminded a scale to one to unconscious? It reminded me a lot of early SCA Revels. Oh, my gosh, Eric. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, Holy smokes. So of people ranging in age from 21 to 71. You have to understand, both Eric and I were in the SCA yeah. years ago when it was kind of considered the Society for Consenting Adults. Yes. And, and the parties were And outrageous. about 25% of the people at the party had no shirts. Wow. <laughs> okay. Men and women. Where was this held at? In one in of the one rooms? one of the suites. They a had, fun thing in March. They had, like, lighting. They had a DJ who was actually really good. I mean, she was probably a professional DJ that was volunteering to do it. Um, no beer. Only hard liquor. Oh, God. <laughs> like, like, true drinking. Um, <laughs> and it, it was a good time. I don't go to conventions to party generally. But you are now. Uh, but this these were a lot of fun people. They wow. really were. They were just very laid back. Like, Did you imbibe? Yeah. Well, 
I I had an early game, so I got there, found out there was no beer, had some colorful fruity drink that was just in a cooler. It's called like Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster. Uh, I don't know. So I got that. Then it was a sci-fi thing. That I emptied that, and I said, "Well, let me just go get a rum and coke." So I had a rum and coke. Well, I had been speaking with the woman who's in charge, and forgive me, I don't remember her name, um, who was in charge of the ship in Indianapolis. Talking to her, I also met a uh, some a couple from Monticello, which is practically my neighbor, ah, right? I mean, in, in intergalactic terms, at the very yeah. least, um, <laughs> half a light year. So I, I'm I'm finishing my second drink, and. I'm thinking, okay, I should probably head out, go to bed. And, you know, with my hearing, like, I can't hear half of what people are saying when I'm at parties and there's a lot of background noise anyway. So it's, you know, hit or miss. But anyway, I'm thinking about leaving, and the woman who's the captain of the uh, starship from Indianapolis Indianapolis. grabs a shot off a tray that's going by and sticks it in my face. And I'm like, okay, well, one— you never really turn down a shot offered by a, a young lady, mm-hmm. right? Two, she's the captain. Like, you have to so obey the like captain's double. orders. So I had three drinks, which is more drinks than I've probably had at one time in five years. I mean, I'm not a huge drinker. I, I have I drunk. Can't say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was a good time. And then I was like, okay, I've, I've had my shot. I'm going to wander back to my room. So you didn't get to participate in any of the uh, the game library that they have there or anything like I that? I saw it. I did volunteer there. Mm-hmm. I volunteered for two shifts, actually. Um, they had a, if you ever volunteer, you get access to their, uh, their little restroom. I forget what they call it, a lounge. And they actually have soda and snacks. They're, they treat their volunteers really nice. It's also a free convention. Right. Um, you can go for free. I did end up joining the, the organization for $25. You get a swag bag, but more just because I've been going now for three or four years. I feel guilty that I'm not sort of contributing. The games uh, library is pretty cool. I like the idea of you just go in, check out a game, and you take a little flag, table flag, and it says players wanted, and yeah. people come, they flock to your table to play the game. Yeah, like three big rooms of mm-hmm. open gaming tables. Uh, a, a well-run, decent, they have about 2,000 people that go to that convention. Wow, that's so, nice size. So it's I nice was size. supposed to go, but I bailed on you, and I'm sorry for that, but Slacker. I'm actually really glad that I did because I won. I got a lot of stuff done around the house, but I actually played more games over the weekend than I think I had scheduled for HoosierCon, <laughs> which for me is a win-win. So I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm going to go one of these days. It was my wife's birthday. So, well, we did an escape room, though. So that's uh, oh, that's, that's a type fun. of gaming. Yeah, we had a good time did doing that. Did you win um, or escape? They, they extended our time a little bit uh, because we were at, we had a technical difficulty with some of the components. But uh, mm. it was uh, uh, Lab Escapes over in Urbana, and it's run by the U of I uh, physics department. And uh, it was a, it was a good time, and it's uh, you you got to think it's uh, it it's science based escape rooming, and it was um, it was it was fun. Interesting. We, sorry, it's a second family escape room we've done, and uh, yeah, we we kind of we got through the first one we did pretty quickly. This one was a little bit more challenging. Well, in all fairness, then that means that there are three escape rooms. There's Adventures in Time and Space. And brainstorms. Yep. Right. Uh, yeah. Here in town. Yep. And, and I've done. And then there's some up in Bloomington, which aren't that far away. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You should go check those out. They're a lot of fun. Um, what other kind of cons? You guys have some. We all have cons coming up. But have you played anything in well, terms of cons between? Now I and am now? like conned out. Speaking of Are you conned really? out, I think there's a solution for that. We have Conuco, our good friends at Conuco. Yes. They're always up to something. Yeah, they, are. they have a solution to my problem. Why don't we we listen to... <laughs> wow, they have a solution to Eric's problems. Wow. Uh, well, I want to see that. Why don't we yeah. listen to our sponsor's uh, commercial? Okay, Once. here it is. 
Everyone loves gaming conventions. Don't you wish you could attend more of them? I would like to go to more conventions, but I don't get enough time off at work. Conventions are great, but they're so expensive. I can only afford to go to one or two a year. Conuco has you covered. Simply attend ConCon, all of your favorite gaming and fandom conventions in one place. What? I can attend all my conventions at once anytime I want? Awesome! That's right! Kanyuko has teamed up with the organizers of the Fire Festival to provide the ultimate convention experience, ConCon. Kanyuko will fly you to a recently purchased third world country for a month-long convention of conventions. With security provided by the 501st, the Klingon Empire, and Hell's Angels, you will be free to participate in a wide variety of activities personally customized to fit your geek profile. Can I play D&D? Sure! Play in a scheduled RPG or board game event, or take advantage of one of our 10,000 open gaming tables. I really like cosplay. Will they be cosplay? You know it. You want wings? You can have wings! Our nation-sized facility guarantees you won't block aisles or invoke the ire of your fellow ConCon attendees. What about furries? Will there be furries? You will want to check out ConCon after dark. The unstable political climate and poorly enforced legal and moral standards guarantee this will be the best convention ever. Let your freak flag fly at ConCon. Don't dally. Pre-registration opens next week or last week for Time Lords. Disclaimer. ConCon is not affiliated with ConCon LLC and a felony conviction is not required to attend. Any felony convictions acquired during ConCon are the sole property and responsibility of the ConCon attendee. In the event of a doomsday type event occurring due to poor planning, logistics, or execution, ConCon adheres to a strict every-man-for-themselves evacuation policy. Yes, there you go. That's the con of cons. <laughs> you just go to one convention and everybody, everything happens. I would have changed that to just... Con, con, con. <laughs> well, then you're pigeonholing it into a genre. We yeah. can't do that. Yeah, I mean, which, which maybe that's that. That's how the Star Trek people pronounce it. That con could be con of con. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so but, there's a lot of cons coming up, right? Yeah. So this Saturday actually is Lexicon, which is north of Bloomington. It's a little In little Lexington, dinky, Lexington, and I think I'm going to skip it. <sighs> I I just need a weekend to recuperate. Plus the next weekend. Well. Is Roll Call, where I'm running my adventure, and I need to finish prepping that. Where is Roll Call at? That's uh, in Collinsville. It's down by St. Louis. Mm. Well, okay. you, you can't go to a convention this weekend because you're running our monthly game. That's Sunday. Oh, that's oh, so you have, yeah. wow. I know. I've, you got to rest up for us I because we're going we're gonna to drive you crazy. Isn't it too bad that we can't somehow figure out a way to make this tax deductible with all the mileage? Oh, my God, that would be so awesome. Uh, you know what? I, I bet you we could, uh, you know. You can't take mileage off anymore. Oh, uh, well. Maybe if uh, we dress <laughs> our car up like a wagon and say that we're cosplaying a caravan. <laughs> there yeah, you go. Maybe. Uh, I have a van. <laughs> um, yeah, so then roll call, beginning of April. Mm-hmm. There's a Boy Scout charity event in Farmer City called Farmageddon. That's mostly— Oh, when is that? It's sometime in April. I forget to look up because okay. I don't know if I'm going this year. What is, uh, what's the focus of Farmageddon? It's Farmageddon. Pathfinder. They, they, it was organized by Pathfinder people, but they do have Adventures League there. They love their Pathfinder. I went last year to play Adventures League, and uh, nobody else showed up to play Adventures League. <laughs> so that was my one and only time I have ever played Pathfinder. Um, and the people that uh, were at my table, they were very nice, and yeah, it's you know, a great bunch of guys. Yeah, that, that put yeah, it they on. they were really they, they were 
super helpful because you know you've never even seen Pathfinder before. I've heard of it. Yeah. So and yeah. it's a fundraiser for the local Boy Scout troop. So yeah, and I'm all for that. Yeah, that's yeah, great. I'm still, I'm still in that. How cool mode. is that to be in the Boy Scouts and doing role playing games well, and stuff like that? They're not because it's held at the American Legion, which serves alcohol, so kids can't attend. Oh, <laughs> fail! <laughs> Big but, fail. But it's making money for uh, for the Scouts. All the Scouts are lo- yeah. on the outside looking Look, in the window. Face smashed against, against the window. Yeah. yeah. I want to play. No, I'm sure they're too busy playing magic cards. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's what our scouts were doing. <laughs> and then D8 Summit is the beginning of May. Explain what that is. It's um, it's up at the Grand Bear Lodge, which also has an attached water park. Um, <laughs> in Wisconsin? <laughs> no, it's in nor- somewhere in Illinois. It's an it's, hour and a half away somewhere. Yeah, it's not uh, It's not even all the way up to Peoria, it's, so not, not that much of a water park, I would it's imagine. It's another charity convention, and we're going to do a whole podcast on on charities and fundraising in D&D because I yeah. think it's it's a big enough topic that we can't. Yeah, it's, it's become a thing. It's actually a little pricey. I mean, they're they're getting like eight bucks an event plus your badge. Whoa, and, ouch. Yeah, just for a four-hour D&D session. But it does go to charity um, and they give you all the information there. That was that event's where I spent the crazy amount of money on a goblin certificate for Adventures League. So oh, yeah. Goblin Cavalier. Um <laughs> I think it was $80 or something. Oh, but it was charity, ouch. right? I mean, um, you can so, write that off, can't you? I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, good look. So I had originally signed up for a bunch of games, uh, mostly Adventures League. Uh, they do some other stuff there, but it's mostly Pathfinder Adventures League. But then uh, they had a call with, like they really needed DMs. And I said, you know what? I'll just, you know, I'd already signed up to run the Epics because I, an Epic is more fun when you have a, a DM who can sort of, make things flow yeah. uh, a little better. So, I, you know, and I, I, they're okay to play, but I, I enjoy running as much as I enjoy playing. So I volunteered for the Epics, but then when they said we really need more DMs, I said, okay, just sign me up to run Friday. So I'm DMing half of that convention. I'm running half that convention. But I am staying on site. So that makes it a little, little nicer. Um, what When is that? That is April, or sorry, May 3rd to May 5th. Okay. Um, Gaming then, conventions are becoming quite the big deal. I mean, uh, the season, what do you, starts basically, and it never really stops if you think about it. Yeah, I have, I average like one a month, and some months there's two stuck in there. Yeah. Yeah, to me, from from my point of view, it looks like you go at least twice a month yeah. this time of year. And then uh, DICON, which is another adventure down in Collinsville, mm-hmm. some of the individuals involved with Roll Call are putting that on, and uh, they asked me to come down and GM for them. Um, I think I'm just going to go down for one day. That's that's the end of May, May to June. Um, and then the other big news was our the second biggest U.S. gaming convention of the year. Any any guesses? That's going to be Origins. Origins, yep. okay, which is in Ohio. I have never been to Origins. Same here, never been. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't mind going to Origins, but the first year you go to a gaming convention... You're overwhelmed. You're you don't know what to do. overwhelmed. Yeah, it's not the best experience, okay? Unless it's GaryCon. Unless it's GaryCon. Yeah. Good point, Greg. Very yeah. good point. And nobody I know goes to Origins, you guys. Yeah. Right? So, um... <laughs> hey, there's only so much I can spend my money on. Yeah, I know. It's the week after my birthday and three weeks after my trip to Florida, so... <laughs> but I was like, well, maybe... I've I've sort of like you know that true dungeon thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, hey, I've never done why that. don't they? I saw a call for volunteers for true dungeon, and you put in tons of hours, but they give you a bed to sleep in, 
they pay your badge, they throw you a hundred bucks. Right? So I could go to Origins for gas and food and have some free time. And I had tried to work with that guy previously. How many, how many hours are you having to volunteer? Um, probably about 40, 30. It's like a... 40 hours in a weekend? I, I have my schedule. So basically, I got accepted for a True Dungeon volunteer. You <laughs> That's more like up. slave labor, isn't yeah. it? That's a lot of hours. <laughs> it's it's like that. 10 hours a day. I mean, you're at a convention. What else are you doing? And I tried, games? To, I tried to work with True Dungeon in the past building props. Right. Um, but their schedule and my schedule didn't work because at the time I was building marching band props. And uh, they were building their their stuff the same time I was building my stuff. Yeah. Um, so I got accepted. Uh, you are speaking to the N3 Vault of the All-Father Dungeon Room 4 Puzzle DM. <laughs> So, well, nice. if you know anything about True Dungeon, they need that many volunteers to get oh, they that many people through. I mean, they're operating, what, almost yeah. 12 to 16 hours a day? And, and I mean, would I do it at any other convention? Probably not. But it, in my mind, it's a perfect way to go to Origins for the first time, check mm -hmm. it out when I'm not working the True Dungeon, mm -hmm. wander around the convention, check the vendor hall, see what games I can drop into. Um, well, you may have to do a one-off report on origins you know when what you get maybe back. i'll get a portable recorder and i'll record uh my my thoughts as scattered as they may be he's going to be at another one of those parties i bet Greg. you we yeah. could i believe is is it jeff stevens is that the guy's name of just true dungeon i think i Sounds should probably know that you should probably know that i'm a i'm an official true yeah. dungeon volunteer yeah. yeah um i bet you we could get him on the podcast maybe we'll do that maybe yeah, it'll be fun I'll, yeah yeah have I a chat with him yeah with him. yeah I've, that that actually sounds really cool and if if i wasn't already jammed up uh uh, this season, uh, I'd want to do that. Maybe next year. Well, True Dungeon is one of those events at Gen Con that I'm familiar with that fills up like the blink of an eye. I mean, they, the slots just fill up so quickly. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think they even have a separate sign-up for True Dungeon now on yeah. registration. Yeah, they do. And it's about 40 hours, but it includes Wednesday. Wednesday to Sunday. So okay. Wednesday, Thursday, right. Friday, Saturday. Five well, days. we will okay. expect a report from you when you return. Yes, yes, I will. If I, you return. If, if you I return. return. <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen into... Yeah, it's just a big... I'm going to come back and be like, I've given up Dungeons & Dragons and RPGs. I'm all True Dungeon. <laughs> there are people who do that. Oh, yes. Really? That I is their so thing. I met somebody at Gen Con, and all they do at Gen Con is play True Dungeon. Yep. And so it's like 60, them, it's 60, their $65 D &D. a pop yeah. to do one run-through. They'll do like eight or nine run-throughs over one Gen Con. Holy crap. Yeah. That's a lot it's of them. time and money. Hey, you know what? If that's, what they're, if that's their thing and that's, that's how they want to spend their yeah. money. Gen Con is coming up in uh, August, last day of, Jan of July and the first uh, four days of August. I'm actually... Bringing some new people to Gen Con. Really? I think I bring new people to Gen Con every you year. You do. You constantly have like a, he, a he's swarm an enabler. of people. I'm an enabler? Yeah. <laughs> is uh, well, Wolf uh, coming? No, that's okay. next year. My uh, German son is coming next year. This year, my daughter, for the first time, which I think is a little sad, is <laughs> going to have some friends who are interested enough to go to Gen Con with her. Really? Yeah. So um, they're coming from this area, from the Champaign-Urbana area. And they're going primarily to see the Critical Role guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they've already got the Critical Role tickets, but they want to do the Q&A, which is part of the Gen Con event. So they have to get a Gen Con badge. And they were just going to get a one-day badge. And I said, no, 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 no. If you're going to be you at Gen Con and you're going to pay 45 bucks for one day, you might as well just bite the bullet and get the four-day badge. And they're called Critters. 
critters? All the critical critters. role people are critters. Oh, yes, interesting. They're, oh, gosh. Critters. they're called critters. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm a Trekkie or a Trekker, they're, yeah, critters. they're critters. And I have actually been keeping up on season two. So I, I run it on my computer uh, in the background yeah. when I'm painting minis or working on other stuff. Yeah. yeah, I will watch that one of these days. I just I don't have YouTube time. Uh, there is one convention actually in between Origins and um, and Gen Con. And that is? And, and that is our lovely local convention called MageCon. Uh, it is a tiny convention. It's so um, tiny July, that it's not even on my radar. Yeah, it's July twelfth and thirteenth. Um, in Muhammad, Illinois. In Muhammad, some friends of ours run it. Uh, yeah, guys Dan that, Webb. Yep, Dan and his He's, brother, and yeah. uh, we're sort of on the board as it I were. Guess we get. We, <laughs> I don't know if it's bored or uh, indentured <laughs> servitude, but, but uh, and I, I have fun with it. I think it's cool. But what's yeah, all played at MageCon? Yeah, uh, we've been doing D&D, Adventures Just League, Adventures League. But this year, I think we're going to have a table or two of Pathfinder. It just started last year. Um, it's, it's, in such, it's in a really small venue right now, so there's only six tables. So there's only so many events we can run. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've expanded it out to uh, a second day, sort of Friday and Saturday. And I think that's where they're going uh, to let the Pathfinder guys in. And um, it's... It's uh, Dan runs it pretty well, yeah. and I think uh, it's it's gotten after year one. I think it's gotten popular enough that uh, after this year, he may have to try to find a larger venue. Yeah, and we're not looking to this is draw two people from it. Yeah, year two. Yeah. We're not looking. We wanted to offer a day of gaming for the locals. Look, yeah, people who can't travel to yeah, and know, um, out our of town conventions. One of my players, uh, Keith Pogue, is a teacher at the high school. He started yep. a gaming club at the high school. One of the students approached him and said, would you sponsor an RPG club, a D&D club? I twist his arm. And yeah, <laughs> he's a big gamer from way back. Mm-hmm. Um, he told me last week they have 35 kids showing up. Holy wow. crap. Will there yeah. be anything other than AL? Probably not this year. Not this year. I mean, we're slowly expanding. We're probably going to have to I guess what I'm saying is venue. one-off D&D adventures. Will there be anything? Well, like that? that is sort of AL. That's but AL. But you have to have yeah. an AL character. Right. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I, Non-AL D&D. Not this year. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're, but, they're sticking but, to the, the way uh, we had a guy. For, we had a representative there. They had a, the um, the magic item exchange and all that. Um, oh, yeah. Fate Chance. Yeah. They had, they, we had a Fate I was When that happened, I'm like, really? Here at the rec center, we've got a Fate Chance? And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's so, great because Centra, Illinois has has very deep roots in gaming history. Yeah, we're yeah. at the middle of the triangle. Right. Yeah. And um, uh, there's another one coming up. I don't know if you know about it. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, the mage, that's uh, Muhammad Area Gaming Enthusiasts. So and there's we, a Facebook page. Say it again, Muhammad Area? Muhammad Area Gaming Enthusiasts, mage. Where so would you go to find out the information? Uh, there is a Facebook page. It's a closed group. It, so it is a closed group. Okay. We, we may have to... Uh, alter that well, here soon now that it's i think originally it i don't was think a, we've ever denied anybody yeah yeah that's yeah it's a closed we'll group have to have a board meeting yeah i'll have to admit i we have do run, that sunday i have run my own gaming convention in my own hometown and in my own home i call it <laughs> guy <Gaikon>. uh, <laughs> and we had a great time had a good time playing uh but there's I, another a new gaming convention in champagne right what do you know about that one uh that is called the tabletop central and it is coming up in September. It's going to be a one-day event. It's September 21st. It's going to be held at the Orpheum Children's Science Museum. If you don't know what the Orpheum is, it's uh, one of the oldest vaudeville-type theaters in That's existence. A, it was a beautiful theater back when it did yes. uh, movies. Yeah, it's been cleared out now. The actual seating area is nothing but open floor space. And it's going to focus on you know welcoming people of all ages to come and play games. It's very, um, It's just starting out small. 
They're trying to get as many people to run games as possible. That's their big thing right now is they're looking for GMs to come in and run games. It doesn't matter what you're running. And uh, it's going to be a September 21st. It's going to start at 10 o'clock. And I think it goes until 10. Um, I don't have the times on that exactly. One of the cool things that they're going to have is they're going to have uh, all attendees will have free use of the game library. And apparently they've got over 200 games. But some of these games are going to be play-to-win games. So every attendee is going to get a ticket that in a raffle will be drawn, and you can win some of these games. But if you play the certain games and you win them, you may actually get that game. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, and it's being put on by, I didn't know this was even happening here in town, uh, being put on by Forced Perspective Entertainment, which is a board game design and publishing company here in Urbana. Yeah, I had not heard of them, but I think they're uh, affiliated with uh, that Kudo, the Kudo Yes, group. Kudo Plays, yeah. right, where they do yeah. experiments. I've seen, not experiments, they've had a table experimental at, uh, games. They had a table up at that convention. Oh, what, what was the one? And well, the, they at had the fairgrounds. Not, not the fair, oh. I the think fair they ground? had. Huh. You guys didn't go. Yeah. They, um, the Kudo's been around for a while, yeah. and they, they do a board game design competition in town here every year, I think, and they... They, they set up their games places. at Winter War on Sunday yeah. for playtesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's 10 bucks to get in for an adult badge. Children under 12 are free. But if you're a uh, member of the Orpheum, you get a 20% discount. And GMs, if you run two games, you get your free badge. Is it a charity or do you know where the money goes? I, I'm not quite sure where the money is going to go. I think right now is maybe to just sustain it so it can happen again next year. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. it's pretty new. I mean, they just announced it here, uh, you know, here in uh, March, just like a week or two ago. So, so. I, I guess our, our takeaway from this meandering look at, at conventions is if you haven't done a convention, check it out. Yeah. Check out a local convention at the very least. There is a website. And i got to find it and I'll post a link when we get it to all of the conventions, not just in the U.S., but around the world. And it's pretty cool. And there's a lot, a lot. Nice. Okay. More so than even Eric could go to in a year. I don't. Is yeah. that possible? <laughs> so sometimes it feels like a hamster wheel when I look at the the convention calendar. You know. Yeah. How much do you normally spend at a convention? It depends whether I'm staying there or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that my has problem a lot, that has a lot to do with it. Is I have a dog that I need to board. Yeah. And he pays almost as much as I pay. It's those yeah. hidden expenses when you travel away from home. That yeah. So I got to get someone to take care of my dog at the very least. Yeah. Um, and I want to give that person some, some money, obviously. Right. Um, but lately I've just taken him to the kennel because uh, he likes it there. He likes yeah. to meet all the other dogs. And Even though Gary Khan is in Wisconsin, about three hours north of here, and there's travel time and all that stuff, that's the cheapest convention I can go to, I think. Yeah, well, you don't. Well, in the past, you've stayed. Last year, you stayed yes. with friends. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, they don't charge you for events at to Gary Khan either. That's the beauty of Gary right. Khan. Is what is it seventy five dollars for your badge and and that's yeah. it. That's it, that's and it. you're done. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. And it's a great convention. I don't spend a lot at the convention. Like at Gary Khan, I bought some artwork. The only thing I really buy is artwork and and minis. I'm kind of in that same position too. I there's nothing that I really need anymore. It's although maybe, I did at Hoosier Con. Maybe all my money's in Kickstarter. Uh, Goodman Games came out with the Keep on the Borderlands hardcover last year. Right. Oh yeah. And then yeah, this year that. they came out with Isle of Dread. I had not purchased Isle of Dread because I was like, well, I'll Keep on the Borderland. I have a soft spot for because that was in the basic set, um, and I had run that a lot as an AD and D module. We didn't care back then, but um, and I had run Isle of Dread too, but it wasn't. 
you know, didn't have a, the sentimental value, but then they announced their next one is yeah. going to be Expedition to the Barrier Peaks. That might be one. And I was like, up. well, I'm going to have to get that one. So might as well get the set. Being the completest you are. I know. So at HoosierCon, I was like, let me pick up Isle of Dread. Yeah. And they're a good company. I like Goodman Games. They're one of the few companies out there that's actually putting out a quality product and has a... Uh, you know, enough material that they get noticed. I didn't know it at the time, but the miniature game that I was playing in was, uh, I was on the same team with one of the head writers of a lot of their new adventures nice. in Goodman Games. Yeah. Still, for the life of me, can't think of his name, but I'll figure it out. Do you, uh, do you escape pretty cheap from cons, or do you... Uh... Well, Gen Con, notwithstanding... Gen Con is, it's doesn't count animal. towards anything, because right. it's its own animal. On the average, I think I spend... Less than a hundred bucks at a convention. Yeah, I usually try to do that too. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, Gary Con. Suppose there's not a lot of vendors at Gary Con, which is nice. I, I, I yeah. always see the vendors at Gary Con not to sell stuff for the sake of selling it, but they're there to sell you what you need because you forgot to bring it to play <laughs> the games at the con. So you know, you buy. Last year I ran out and bought dice. Okay, I always go out and buy dice. But I had a brand new character. I have to have new dice from a new character. So I, I don't bought know dice. What happens if a character it, dies totally and true. doesn't get resurrected? Do you throw away the dice? That has not happened Correct. yet. Doesn't I'm, throw I'm worried away about anything. that. And, and yes, I do not throw away anything. Burn them, um, burn them. But yeah, I, I got away Gary Con with, uh, I just, I bought some new dice. Not yeah, you very can do, many. You can do cons cheap. Yeah. Yep. Especially if you're not having to get a room. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's about as much as we can talk about the cons, I think, today, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, one thing we do need to do is we need to give a shout out to Matthew Yarrow. Matthew Yarrow broke our email cherry, as it were, <laughs> and uh, he is actually the first person to send an email to gamers at the grognards.com. I don't know if that's on the last episode. We had those hundred emails we reviewed. Uh, well, we lost them. after that. Matthew Matthew popped the cherry. Okay, okay. And, that's and true. Now, now we're the just, delusion. The, yeah. And unfortunately, we deleted those, so I we know. apologize. Yeah. But uh, we, we really did appreciate his email, and, uh, and he had some nice things to say. Matthew, just if you're listening, yeah. the package of our appreciation is coming that's right with the lost episode with the lost episode that's right all right well greg take us out yeah uh if you want to uh send us a regular email yes it our is second gamers. one our, our, second our, one? our second email it is gamers at the grognards.com um the easiest way to get a hold of us and the way we actually pay attention to uh is on facebook where we are the grognards on twitter we are at t grognards and on the uh, frequently ignored Instagram, we are the underscore grognards. All right. Well, for the grognards, I'm Dean Geiken. I'm Eric Hawley. And I'm Greg Ziegler. Game on. <laughs>